0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Pen Lomas and I have been away for a couple of weeks, but it is nice to be back and it's nice to be back with my dear old friend, the one and only Dilrook Jai Singer.
1: Hi, buddy. Hello, Benjamin. How are you? i I'm, um, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a uh, while since we spoke on the podcast. or the listeners are hearing us speak. Yes. But you and I have been speaking a fair bit over the last, say, three weeks mm. or so. Um, I'm assuming you can tell there's a difference in tone of my voice right now. Yes, 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 yes. And I am not sure whether that is the um, because of the <laughs> unintended how rattled i feel after yesterday's earthquake (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh oh because uh (laughs) of the fact that that thing about astrazeneca's second shot not having as bad side effects sometimes not true I, uh, you know, let's well, just let's just quickly tie
0: that up yeah sorry go yeah no no, no but that definitely tied up because that's a that's a cracking combo so for people who don't know and look it's hard to miss uh, Melbourne uh, had a 5.8 on the Richter scale uh, earthquake which is what which is what mm. we need when we have a whole bunch of idiots protesting around the city while we're trying to get vaccinated but when it did happen I, the one of the first people I called as soon as it happened was I called my partner because I was in the car and I felt it in the car. I called my partner, going, Hey, how are you going? Is our house still standing? Because we have an old terrace house with already cracks in it, which might I add have got a lot bigger. And then the second oh, person, I really, genuinely, yeah, 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 genuinely, like, wow, I, I wish I could show you. I could, wish I show, I'll tell you a photo. There's, there's one crack which we now can see outside. <laughs>
1: Hmm. What I would have loved if you just literally stood up and mourned me at that point. I was like, ooh, that's a crack all right. Looks like it's like the earthquake is really what's that growing out of? It? Yeah,
0: I know. Gee, is that it? Is that some scars? Ah, oh, we'll get to that. Mm. Um, was just um, but the the second person I called was it was you because all I could think about was like, who do I know who lives in an apartment building really high up?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh it was look uh Tying First, I'll tie off the AstraZeneca thing. Um, So yesterday, I went and got my second shot. um, And so now I'm double waxed, And I'm super chuffed that I'm double waxed, And I uh, am feeling better now. But it was a rough night's sleep of, um, you know, body aches and shakes and stuff like that. More shaking. Some shaking to go with the quaking. Uh, And what (laughs) that has meant is, so we're recording Thursday morning. And what that means is um, I haven't really slept well. And, um, you know, I just had a shower to try and, you know, get a bit up But I will flag at the top to my dear listeners, I apologize if I'm coming off as low energy right now. But, uh, yeah, that's what happens when you uh, spend 50% of your sleep last night shaking. Uh, but the good news is I'm fully next. And uh, for anyone who's hesitating about the vaccine or anything like that or hearing me talk about the shakes that's making you scared trust me they are not as bad uh uh overall especially when i consider the fact that um how many people in sri lanka that i know or my family knows that have actually died from coronavirus so for me the the compromise uh, the the, what's the word uh, when you the not compromise the uh yeah. counterpoint i guess or whatever yeah. I, I know my brain's not working uh is that you know yes it, yeah it was a tough night's sleep but i don't feel any of that today just my my you know i'm tired uh and my body is still a bit sore from um, the shakes but otherwise i happy to have those feelings then be dead yes and and i mean that very sincerely because i am counting like it's it's gone up to the um, the second uh, second hand about the number of people that I know who have died from coronavirus. So yeah. uh, you know, it's not a, it's not a it's it's really going um, rampant in Sri Lanka. It's very scary. I'm worried about my parents' health. Uh, they are both vaccinated, but it is a very real threat to me, and I um, am very happy that. In order to be immunized from it, all I had to do uh, was have one night's bad sleep. I feel very lucky that we live in a world where you have these access to uh, health care and stuff. And yes, there's a little bit of uh, discomfort, but that discomfort, probably not as bad as my parents having to uh, attend my funeral over Zoom.
0: Ugh. And that—that's that, <laughs> true. Um, no, a hundred percent. Seriously, I've—I've yeah. I've, I've yeah. known, I've yeah. known people who have who have have had to do that. Like, I've—I've been—I've been over a, a Zoom funeral, which is which is very weird because you're trying to connect with someone who you've lost in your family, and then you're like, "Wow, this is a beautiful ceremony." You see family, friends give an amazing eulogy, and then you just close your laptop, like you finish watching a YouTube film. It's very disconcerting, but it's, it's disconcerting. saying that for the people there. So I'm sure people have friends like this, and I have one friend, uh, my dear friend. Let's call him. Give him not his real name. He's my dear friend, David. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. Now let's just concentrate. David's uh, 46, and no, uh, ah, so it's not. Uh, it's not thought thoughto. Um, and, look, hes- hesitant about the vax, but he uh, lives an alternative lifestyle. It's not that he didn't want to. He's just one of those friends who's not very organized. And it was, you know, you need that friend who has to get on their back about getting the shot. And, like, to the point where he's like, yeah. but I live in the country. I live along the Great Ocean Road. It's never going to come down there. It's come down there. So get your fucking shot. And and and, and, yeah. we, and we kept hassling him. And it was just one of those people where you might have a friend where you're like, just, you got to get it. Just, just get the one. And if you get two... You reduce your chance of going to hospital if you get corona by 90%. But that is, that's, yeah. that's some amazing statistics. If you could bet on it, I would. Uh, but again, just try and get to your foot. And you can get it anywhere. You can get it at the chemist, you get it at your doctor's, you can do a walk.
1: Matter of fact, I've got one now.
0: <laughs> well, in this case, my friend. Uh, who works for an NGO, they came to his work to give all the people who uh, use the NGO as support. And in the end, I was just like, just see if they've got any left over. And they did. So he got his shot. So it's just like, there's ways to get it. And look, the best vaccine is the vaccine you can get right now. That's that's
1: the best one. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a fucking fantastic uh, sentence. Uh, Yeah, whatever you can get right now, you're protecting yourself from this Delta variant. Uh, It means that we all then have um, the chances of us coming out of lockdown mm. and going back to some sort of normality. This chance for me to see my parents, my brother, yeah. my girlfriend—you um, know, each other. Yeah. You know, you, you, you and I don't get to catch you up all. So many different things. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm really glad I took uh, the vaccine. Uh, and the and I think if you're scared about it, I I understand i'll say that i genuinely understand um there's a lot of misinformation out there there's a lot of fear out there and fear is super powerful and fear can cause a lot of um you know it's like um shorting his cat i guess you know what i mean if i don't take it then i don't find out if i'm you know uh good or bad yeah. but then all i have <laughs> to do <laughs> the is reason why i still stats. take
0: churik <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. I feels like if I stop taking it, then I don't know. It might I might not get the full benefits. But therefore, I keep taking it. Turmeric. It's really functional.
1: Full benefits yeah. of turmeric. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you, you, you are the poster boy for tip top. In- <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean when it when it comes to. Physical you're the ad, ad campaign for Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Physical fitness and 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 looking really healthy. I'm the pin-up boy. Yeah. Uh, put me on a poster. Everyone,
1: everyone's asking, how yeah, does it yeah, do it? Yeah. Or, ring, or what I've over
0: the last uh, three weeks, being uh, in and out of hospital. Gee, you're a bit young to be here.
1: <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. You know, oh, we'll we'll have to come to that. But I just want to tie this off uh, because I really want to remind people um that yes if you're scared I understand if you have misinformation I understand because you don't need to go too far you need to just rewind to two years ago I think it was when we were on this podcast Jeez. and um I was talking about the flu vaccine and yeah. how I don't see the point of me getting it because anyone who gets it seems to be um sick for a couple of days I'm basically had the same retro similar rhetoric to what people are having mm. right now but obviously um you know uh listeners reached out some people in the medical field explained to me about why uh even if you're not getting sick how getting the vaccine helps so many yeah. people um you know uh this is we're the flu vaccine two yeah. years ago or three i think i think it was two years ago anyway the point being uh it was a very funny episode because you had just yeah. had it and you were constantly coughing <laughs> and you sounded like you were dying and i hadn't had it and i was like i don't know just looking at the evidence in front of me there's quite about getting selling.
0: i do remember <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And and so the reason I'm bringing that up again is not because I was like, what a cool guy I was. No, the point being that, you know, we all have at least I can um, empathize with having the wrong information and thinking and believing because I'm using my own two eyes to see my friend in fucking agony (laughs) after having the vaccine. And I'm like, I am fucking flying right now and I haven't had the vaccine. Why am I going to do this to myself? And every year, like, you know, every year the flu shot, I just didn't bother because every time someone gets it, even in my accounting firm, you know, they'd always come back the next day really sick and I didn't understand why you would put yourself through that. Whereas I kind of got through it on my own. So learning about all of that was good. And, you know, again, I, I think there's a lot of anger and rage right now. And there's lines being divided. But um, if we do have any listeners who are um uh on the fence or anti uh, the idea or the of the wait and see people or...
0: the wait and see people, there's a lot of you are just waiting and seeing, seeing how other people react and seeing if you can right. you can get that that doesn't help us. That doesn't help the rest of the community. If we all get on board mm. and get to the 80%, uh, even, you know, God forbid, be the first country to get to 90%, which is in- insane. Yeah. It just means that you know there are so many benefits that less people will die, less people will, and also for the people who see people get a reaction, right? Just so you know, it's a great opportunity. It's explained to me by my medical friends. If you have an adverse reaction uh, to, uh, you know, like you get you know increased symptoms or you you spend a day in bed, just think about that is like a small taster of what you would feel like if you got COVID
1: and you mm-hmm. would have just
0: been hit mm-hmm. by a ton of bricks. So some people don't get any side effects and then most likely if they got covid they wouldn't get it either. But
1: my brother had Astra and zero side yeah, effects.
0: So it's crazy. So it's just that thing where it's like just get the vaccine that's available and also peace um, of mind because you know you can go, you can do mm-hmm. stuff that other people can't do. Um we know
1: Oh mate, I I went uh, on the way out. I I licked the hazmat suit guys. Yeah. You know the the face shield. I just licked it because I'm like I'm immune. Um, now.
0: We we know a comedian who's uh, who's is a bit anti-vax, and uh, and he was told that he can't perform at a particular venue until he gets until he gets vaxed, because um, they're the rules. Uh,
1: well, you've used a few words incorrectly. When he's a bit anti-vax, I don't think a bit <laughs> is correct because you know a bit is uh, uh, is underplaying uh, it, and also a comedian. Uh, yeah. Very funny.
0: <laughs> but it's so funny yeah, but that like silly, that, that, that person who's been uh, horrific on social media is now getting the jab so which is pretty
1: oh really yeah 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 you know i get the wait and see as well i get the wait and see and i'm not again i don't think how do i frame this without getting myself into a a bigger hole i don't think you're a bad person for wanting to wait and see i don't think you're a bad person necessarily you are thinking about yourself not necessarily yeah 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 but if you wait and see i get that but if you are you okay i think we're all motivated by selfish um needs. Right. And, and uh, I think that's, you know, can be used correct. If used correctly, it can work. So I get why you're waiting and seeing, but you think about the fact that what makes it harder to wait and see is death. <laughs> and um you're not doesn't your sight I, I, i'm not a doctor but i believe when you die it's hard to see yeah. but you can wait you wait fucking right you wait for fucking. it you can wait underground you can wait in a in a in a in a urn you can you know there's Rise so many wacky. ways to wait but you can't see yep. as far as i know you can't no. see so if waiting and see is what you want to do then maybe Look at a way of doing it yeah. longer. And thereby that is um, like getting the vaccine. And so, look, I think we've covered off most of my bases. I don't like... um I, mean, I think it's a good uh, important because we
0: have been away for a couple of weeks and we'll get to the reason why. <laughs> I mean... A lot of our people on the socials already know, but it's uh, it's just a reminder. Just get it. Like, I know, like, you know, it's that weird thing. I was like, oh, I'm waiting for Pfizer. I'm waiting for Pfizer. You know, when did we find out what brands of the flu, the flu vaccine that we wanted to get? We, we, we didn't. It's all been messed up in the media. I agree that the government's messaging has been pretty poor. But in the end, if you want to protect your family, especially your older uh, parents or even grandparents, just get the shot because then you're less likely to give it to them. They're the people that are going to struggle with under, under people underlining health issues and oldies. And what kills me as well is, you know, my kids keep asking when they're going to get the shot, you know, and kids don't need to be thinking about that, but that's the kind of world we live in now at the moment. So, you know, uh, uh, you know, 12, 12 and up, 12 to 15, it will probably get approved soon for Moderna. 16 and up, you can have Pfizer, you can have Astra, just get it. Just get it.
1: I think I think that's good. I really like that. Um, all right, so yeah, uh, hope that comes anyway, off, guys. up uh, for Patreon. We'll see you next
0: week. Catch you later. <laughs> yeah.
1: So earthquake. Now let's talk about that. It is a. It was an incredible timing because um, for me, I do live on level forty-one. Yeah. Um, and it does the wind shakes the building and i love it because i know it's built into the system for the building to shake a little bit so that it's not is it going like to have when crack, you say right? love it
0: is it just like you know like it's 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 like you know like it's weird it's those like is it the thing i don't know how to describe it it's like you know when people love when there's a drop in an elevator is it that kind of that thing is that kind of
1: well that's scary because it's like i'm uh, sorry it's more like a like i guess in a very mild roller coaster because you're trusting engineering yeah okay and you're feeling a thrill, but you trust the engineering, and that's why when when there's w- strong winds and you feel the apartment have a little bit of a wobble, I enjoy because I'm like, ooh, like you know, it's thrilling, but I trust the. Because the yeah. only
0: time I've experienced that is when I was 18, I went to the Eiffel Tower and I climbed to the top uh-huh. with a friend of mine, and it was so windy, and then it moved the whole Eiffel Tower, and I panicked, but there was an older guy there going, "How good, like Jimmy, how good's engineering." Like, you know, yeah, yeah, how old yeah, is yeah, this exactly. thing? And it still can just withstand such high winds.
1: Correct. Correct. So that's kind of where I'm at. And then uh, yesterday, so I do my morning uh, gratitude list or I actually got a gratitude journal that I ordered that sort of a little bit more like coaches you through different yeah. things. Uh, like, you know, it's it's almost like I'm going back to basics just to see, you know, I, I would say I'm like, you know, a, when it comes to gratitude, I am like, AFL, you know, about to play in the grand grand final fitness, right? <laughs> but all of a sudden, I'm like, got a book that's got all this kick stuff. Yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, Oh, yeah, okay, this is cool. But, but it did have then, you know, level two is what I'm at or whatever. And it had some good ones being like, what are the things that, you know, you've never stopped to notice, but that you uh, can be grateful for today, you know, like something like that, you know? So, so for me, most of my gratitude is about what went better. Than yesterday. So I'd look back and I'll be like, oh, sorry, what went good better yesterday than did the day before? So I'll be like, oh, you know, uh, yesterday was better because of uh, um I have a cleaner kitchen now because I'm a cleaner yeah. kitchen or something like that, you know, keeping it basic. But this was an interesting one. What's the thing that you don't notice that you want to kind of be grateful for today? And I was like, oh, okay, let me think, let me think. And given the uh unrest, the civil unrest that's happening with um uh, with the uh which went down workers, your street, by the way. Uh, did you see that live? Huh? Oh mate, 100%. I went to get groceries. I went for a run on Tuesday uh in carlton Gardens and then walked towards uh my supermarket and then on the way <laughs> back it was cops uh, everywhere. Mate. And I I got to be honest with you, it was genuinely scary. Right? It was genuinely scary because there's just a it's a I it's think an uh, edge. French colony. It's, it's just everything's yeah. on edge like it's a je ne sais quoi, as the French say, right? And it's just something like I don't know what it is, but there's something. I, I, and I was quick to run into my apartment, and I like stuck up, stayed up there yesterday. Oh, this is on Tuesday. So Wednesday morning, one of my journal entries was: I am really grateful for this apartment because I feel so safe in yeah. here, without any of the worries of uh, what's happening outside. Right? and it's something that i never Civil really thought about. like oh, and cool.
0: earthquakes and a pandemic
1: well this is this is what i'm getting to ben so i you know was looking at this apartment as being this um a fortress that was kind of like protecting me and how good i'm safe here you know i'm safe from the virus i'm safe from you know uh protest or violence you know i'm so many uh, even muggy or uh, robberies like you're not know, breaking and oh, entering yeah. it's so uh, hard to break yes. into this place you have so many different uh you know, uh, cameras everywhere, security. you've got a
0: door person. Like- yeah,
1: so I was genuinely thinking, oh, how cool, I never stopped to think about that, like, you know, how safe I feel about my positions, like, you know, things like that. So I wrote that, I reckon, 8.30 in the morning, and then an hour <laughs> later, I was, proof, I was reminded that you're still not a hundred percent safe. And I was sitting there reading a book. Uh, I was doing my, you know, speed reading course that I'm uh, learning at the moment. Uh, and I was about to start the, you know, the practice session of it. And so I'm reading like an m M&M m book because it's easier to just like process without having to, it's not like a self-help or anything. And, um, and the wind thing started. I'm like, oh, okay, the wind's up. And then I went, there's no wind outside. I'm looking and I'm like, no, nothing's. And then the, then, it started getting a bit more and um i i started filming because i was like oh this is a big one and then it just got more and more and i just switched the phone off and i went from that going like that feeling of like oh this is shaking to oh this is how i go like this is this is the end. This is uh, what a series finale. Like no one saw that coming. This is like, you know, um, that Robert Pattinson film. Remember me, if anyone knows that obscure reference. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a really, I'm just going to give a massive spoiler. It's from like the early 2000s, right? And um, Robert Pattinson's romantic story is a rich kid, blah, blah, blah. The whole thing is just about him and his girlfriend, whatever. Boring as fuck. And then in the very last minute, you know, he patches things up with his dad, Pierce Brosnan, and he's, uh, you know, hugs him and they're at the dad's office and it zooms out and it's uh, the World Trade Center on <laughs> the day of 9-11. <laughs> it's so forced and it has no, it's just like, I was like, what the fuck? Like for the sake of a uh, 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 shock value, that's what they threw in there. I, I bet you that was I, the
0: elevator pitch. I bet you that was the
1: elevator pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, romantic, romantic comedy, comedy, not comedy. And watch right. this handbrake at the end. <laughs> yeah, mate, it was so clunky. And, um, I, I, but look, that was the moment. So that was really interesting. So it happened, I would say, estimate around one minute, yeah. I think it felt like. Uh, and then I went and stood at my doorway because I've heard people talk about yeah. that. And then I realized, oh, wow. Like I stood there during, say, 30 seconds of it going, there's nothing I can do there's absolutely nothing I can do right now. And I have to just relinquish control. I do so much work and study around health and trying to understand my mind and try to see how I can eat better and move better and fix my back and, you know, connect with my family and all these things that I chip away at little by little. And I'm really proud of that chipping away, you know, all these years later that, you know, five years of sobriety and all these efforts that I put in, I feel so happy. But then just for those 30 seconds realizing that i none of it matters like you know it, there's a stoic philosophy called memento mori which is remember you will die yeah, it is. and it's it, it was really in that moment and so when it finished you still don't know what to do Did you, you don't outside? know i'm like should i just well I, I i was um i was frozen a bit because i didn't know i can't take the lifts if i go down the what? Stand Do they have well? an overall
0: they have an overall speaker system? So if they would say evacuate, evacuate, you could hear that in the hallway from the speakers. Like the fire alarm.
1: Oh, easy. It's in, it's it's right above my bed. Yeah, yeah, okay. So sometimes you if there's testing, you're like, motherfucker, that's loud. So oh, this is
0: got a bit weird going. But um Door J Singer, please go to the diary room. Hang
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That would be like the jungle. Um, but um yeah, I uh, and so when it finished, I didn't know what to do. I was like, should I go, should I stay? And uh, I just froze and I thought, no, I'll just stay here because uh, there's nothing much, there's, I felt not much I can do. Um, and so I just sat here at this very chair and I just looking out the window and just really taking it all in going, wow, that was, and, and it's it was kind of disappointing to realize that in that 30 seconds, it I didn't have flashbacks of my family or my girlfriend yeah. or anything. It was just, I got to be honest with you, it was a very calm, like I was quite a, there was a, uh, an amount of content, I think, that was just letting go yielding to the fact that I have no control of my destiny at the end of the day. And I can do things as much as I want, but life can throw you a fucking, um, you know, uh, uh, um, what's it called a left turn or whatever it is. And, uh, and you just have to go with it and you can't do anything about it. And um And yeah, I was definitely shocked. So not long after that, I got your call. And I think you may have heard me a bit like, you know, again, it's hard to not sound like I'm making puns, but I was shaken up. And um, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, my daughter. My daughter was
0: on the toilet and nearly fell off.
1: (laughs) Uh, What did she eat last night?
0: (laughs) But It was kind of funny, like because our house is so old. We have a very old house. With massive cracks in it, which now have appear. You know, my and the kids ran out. I was coming back from, uh, from doing uh, more blood tests. So I was in the car and I felt in the car, like I was just wobbling in the car. Yeah. And then for people who don't know, it stretched all the way to, you know Western Victoria, all the way up to just under Sydney, all the way down to Tassie. So it, it,
1: my friend in Canberra. Yeah. So
0: it's a big, it's a big area to shake in one. That's what I find amazing. That whole area shook at the same time.
1: It 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 makes um, you feel so little. Yeah, so, right, right. There's something about it that I still, to be honest, I still haven't fully processed it. I know there's a lot of, there's something really good to come off that, I think, that reminder, you know? But uh, I I definitely, so I went from like um, going, fuck, I'm just going to go get some ice cream because why bother? (laughs) I've, I've, I've been off sugar. I've been off sugar for about seven weeks now. And I'm like, who cares? Like, just get some fucking ice cream uh i didn't i ended up just going Fuck it i'll have an omelet And it was a beautiful omelet it had like you know oyster mushrooms and truffle oil and it was, and, mm, it was do- delicious it. benjamin yeah. but uh but yeah man it was what the fuck. you know it's just almost like we um uh, you know it, it just no one saw it coming right and so then there's the thing of going okay i'm glad everyone's safe look online Seems like no one died from it. Does uh, Betty's Burgers in Chapel Street seem to have copped it? But no one was. I do like I do like uh, the Chase as had as a I... great
0: quote. It was like Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne gets a severe earthquake, and New South Wales gets seven hundred dollars, seven hundred million dollars in disaster payments.
1: <laughs> no, that's funny. That's a very but good. Um... Um, but did you have this feeling where I was like, "Yes, this was scary. Yes, I don't, you know." I have to just give in to the fact that if that happens again, uh, I also did find out that my building can take up to nine point eight. So that's good to know. That's amazing. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but then I was also like, well, uh, I guess I'm really glad that this didn't happen while I was undergoing surgery.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> yes, that's a very, that's a very good point. Um, because it's funny when the earthquake hit. Yeah. For people who don't, yeah. For people who don't know, we'll we'll try and sum it up. Uh, I still have a lot of appointments to go. I still have a lot of results. But the reason why the pod wasn't on for the last couple of weeks is I was rushed to emergency um, because uh, I had what was at first a little rash in my leg. And now for people uh, of also our listeners, uh, I did get an infection after my last surgery. Fine, recovered okay. Uh, a couple of weeks on, off the antis, and then suddenly there was a little rash there. It was a little achy, uh, and I was like, that's a bit weird, uh, but I'll keep an eye on it. Went to the GP. It was getting a lot worse. And I got told that if it happened again, just go back to emergency. And I went back to emergency. And long story short, I was there for a couple of hours. And by midnight, I was having emergency surgery uh, on my leg because they thought that the bacteria I'd contained was, um, uh, uh, for people that don't know, they thought it was a necrofasciitis, which is a flesh-eating mm. bacteria. Um, but they didn't know what it was. But the trick with that one is you uh, kill it with antibiotics, but you have to go in and cut away, uh, chunks of my skin. Now, uh, good news is that didn't happen. Uh, however, at the time I went from having a casual, lovely, uh, father's day, uh, with the kids and stuff. And then Monday we were just, you know, planning out our day in lockdown like we do. And, uh, yeah, by by then I was in hospital and at one o'clock in the morning I was needing to make decisions about my body that I'd never have to make, I've never had to make before. So we know that there are people who listen to the pod who've had huge medical issues and who've had to make huge decisions on their body. But the issue I had was it was happening so fast. So classic example, the rash that I was having and the swelling, what they do is they draw a pen around it. <laughs> Right, they drove a brand pen and then you keep an eye on it and if it goes over the pen line then you know that it's expanding mm. and then things aren't working now the doctor yeah. uh, in emergency did that but just said you know what I need to get a better pen walked away
1: oh my god came
0: back and had gone past the pen line he'd just done and that's when they started to panic they were just like oh yeah. boy this is this is going at a r- rapid it had,
1: rate it had crossed the Across the border, across the border, and cost, yeah,
0: the border. And, uh, and so it started off in my groin.
1: You needed a Mark McGowan-esque <laughs> antibiotic, well,
0: totally. Okay. But and so yeah, and I think you know I mentioned this before, but like I'm currently now. So that was that was surgery number one, and and what was weird was I was fine and I was feeling healthy, and then suddenly I get something, and we don't really know where it came from. Um, but that night, I have spent the last pretty much two weeks in hospital. So I was released uh, uh, over the weekend. And, and in those two weeks, locked down in a hospital, facing uh, some big decisions and being told some very bad news, I uh, discovered a couple of things. One, uh, health. your health is everything. And we talk about this, but your health is, is the one thing you, you can't buy. And you've talked about this before with your back is that you can also get extremely frustrated when your body's not working the way you want it to work. And, and there was this bizarre moment where I was getting operated on and we didn't know how bad it was, but I'd been told there was a possibility before my surgery that I would have chunks of my leg taken out and worst case scenario, the removal and the loss of my whole leg.
1: Hmm.
0: And that is very confronting. I, I again it, at the time it felt very surreal. Um,
1: and just to reiterate for anyone who missed that point, the fact that you're hearing all this while you're alone so your partner isn't no, there with you, no, there's I, no other support network you, you, next to you when you're here. Yeah, this. you
0: just you do, and in lockdown, it's just like and it's funny because when you go to emergency, this it's crazy, like because. Because at the moment now, you know that in that hospital, there's a COVID ward. <laughs> like, you, you know that in that moment, there are a hundred people, there's someone having a heart attack, there's someone having a stroke. Um, the amount of liver failure I have uh, encountered in the last two weeks is also a huge problem in our community. Um, but in that moment, um, I had to have emergency surgery at midnight. And it was this really weird, bizarre thing where it's like, you know, and I'm just touching on... On uh, on two very very key issues that was explained to me, but there's a lot of other gross shit that um, you know. And I'm not out of the woods yet. Like I'm on a lot of antibiotics, so I'm you know I, I can talk about this now, but you know I need to be very very careful. But there was a moment where, as I was going out, I and they put the oxygen mask on and they started anaesthetising you. But there was a moment where I was enjoying every last breath. Wow. I was enjoying every last breath because I didn't know what life was like on the other side. And it was amazing because in that moment you take a big deep breath and you're like, wow, I've had a good run. How amazing is this? This level of gratitude of just enjoying every last breath, but at the same time not wanting to wake up because you're so scared of what's on the other side.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was the most bizarre out-of-body experience I've ever had in my life because I felt like I was just staring at myself on the operating table going, you know, why me? But also also accepting the fact that it is you and you're dealing this on your own. And I remember just eventually going out and then waking up post-surgery at 4 o'clock in the morning. I was the only person in the recovery in the ED room um, with a woman next to me going, uh, it went well, and I was like, that's great, um, but still not understanding what went well and what wasn't. And it wasn't until I appeared on the ward and then came up, and then eventually I saw the doctor They said, hey, first surgery went really, really well. The bad stuff that we thought wasn't there. However, you have a very nasty infection that we don't know what it is, and that's when the next two weeks started. So that was, that was just day one. Of what was supposed to be like, like just a normal day, turned into the next two weeks. Of my body became an experiment of trying to understand what I have, why I have it, and will it get better?
1: Mm, and God. so, and and it, and you're primarily left with your thoughts. This, entire this time. whole
0: this whole entire time, because you you don't you and also like which is really interesting with people is. You know, when you have someone next to you to ask the questions and stuff, that's great. But when you're by yourself, you know, your level of note taking goes up a notch because every time you only see the doctors once or twice a day, if you're lucky. So you need to work out what to ask him and then be able to then understand that and then be able to relay that back to your family. Cause not only are you relaying that back to your partner, uh, in my case, my parents as well, you know, friends, family, but it was, it was, cause then what happened is I then had to have, You know, I had to have a lot of tests done. I had more surgery. And also, you know, what they say, the best way to recover is to sleep. But when you're sharing a hospital room with three other people who are struggling as well, you ain't getting any sleep. So you're just tired all the time with your own thoughts, trying to work out what's wrong with you. And at the same time, every time I got a little bit better, I then also got a little bit worse. And so the next two weeks where, you know, talking to you, talking to friends, talking to family, that it was just like, you know, there were times where I was just like, wh- "Like, is there a way out of this? Like, am I am I gonna come out of this okay? Am I coming out? Am I walking out of this hospital, like, or am I here for another month?" Mm. Like, you kind of go a little bit, genuinely a little bit crazy, because the only interactions you have are people on the phone, but your only human interaction is to deal with a nurse who is so stretched, who's done like I don't know how many double shifts. Or who's worried that mm. you know? In my case, I was on a ward where they got told that they were flipping it to a COVID ward, and that everyone had to start working on the COVID ward, and that they need to do training. Like that's 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 why I get so well, frustrated when you see people protesting, just going, "Yeah, I was about to come bring on, that up. guys." Like, like you're like, putting so you much know, pressure.
1: Have a look at what the nurses have to go through or doctors have to go yeah. through, and um, you know because of this virus, and to say that you know we work really hard and we deserve. You know, I'm I'm, again. It's not denying that you work hard and stuff, but it's lacking perspective of how hard, how much harder it is for the medical. You know what's really weird? Because I
0: I kept asking. I was like, "Do you deal with people who haven't been vaccinated?" She's like, "Oh yeah, all the time." And I was like, and I kept asking. I was like, "So what's the age group?" She goes, "Usually from 35 upwards." Between 35 and 60, they're the people online who have seen that. She goes, "But you know what? Not being vaccinated." I mean, sure, you can have those views. She's like, you can have those views, but that's not my problem. The Where it really fucks us up is when they refuse to get tested. I was like, oh my God. I was like, she goes, that's the nightmare for us because then we have to somehow logistically still give them care, but then have to close them up to the rest of the ward, keep them isolated in the room, dress up in PPE. Like they don't understand how life gets so much out of it. If you don't want to get vaccinated, yeah, that's fucked. But then, if you refuse to get tested, it's like you're doubling down on the pressure that it puts on the nurses.
1: What's the, is there any idea as to what the issue with getting tested is?
0: Because they, they, they don't want to be proven wrong that they have COVID. Like, because like, oh, okay, right in on. their head, it doesn't exist. <laughs> so, therefore, because um, she, she said, she said, because there's one thing about having them in the room. And then uh, another, uh, another nurse says, yeah, but when they get aggressive, like women, they get aggressive, go, you can't, you can't taste me. And then, and the go to lie, she said, more, she's having more than once where they'd be like, yeah, you're a sheep. You're a sheep following, you, you're following the the, the, the government. You, you're, just, you're just a sheep. And then she said, it's so hard not to react. Like she said, you have to keep it professional because she just wanted to freak about and just go, bah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man, that must be so. Imagine, like, if we had to do gigs for people who hated us or had to do our in order for us to do we have to do our job to people who think we're sheep or think we're bullshit and what we're doing isn't real or whatever imagine go at one point are you going to go well fuck you then i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna perform right you wouldn't tolerate that kind of but the um, medical community has to put up with that shit because well, you've, of you've this, got no choice. You know, well they 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 choose to still pick kindness over. But you, I think, it's also
0: it's like that, that the ethical component that you have to give care no matter who the person is and what their stands on yeah. their religion. That, that's what they're taught. But then you know, like I saw there was one woman who like,
1: but that doesn't make it easy no. though, when that person is being hostile to you. Do you know, that's my point. Because I was like, a dream just, patient.
0: because like, also like. There was one bit where I got moved to a room, and it was me and 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 three oldies. And one oldie was difficult. Another one, uh, Peter, Macedonian, represent, uh, lovely guy. Uh, had lunch with him, uh, uh, and then there was another person who just wouldn't wake up. And there's that one nurse looking after four patients, and it is full on because then you know the one. There was one older woman who was just quite demanding and expected a lot of stuff from me. I'm easy. Look, I'm just like just. I do what I'm told. I get my bloods. I take my obs. Like, it's so funny. Like, i get getting called a dream patient because, one, I'm super young. You know, a lot of the people in hospital were old. And, two, you know, I wasn't in that much pain. You know, after the second surgery, I started recovering. Well, I went downhill, but then uh, I started recovering. And then the last at least four or five days, I wasn't in any pain in the hospital. Because at the start, when you're in pain, it is... It's really hard to to because you have to listen to their pain relief, but there was a bit where I was like I was in so much pain that I was kind of going crazy, and for people that don't know is they can put these things called a vac machine on you on. So they cut you open, but they don't stitch you up. They put a vacuum cleaner on the open wound that sucks out the infection. The only
1: yeah, I've, I've once experimented with a Dyson <laughs> like that. and uh, yeah. people can but with a Dyson, it's at least you
0: can take it off, unplug it, put it away. Unlike me, this vac was attached to me for five days, so it didn't matter where I went. And then one day I walked around the corner and I got hooked on the bed and I didn't realise.
1: Yeah, and I walked yeah, and buddy. it
0: pulled so hard. And I just remember just scream at the top of my voice. I was like, I need pain relief. And they come in and give you pain relief. But then, again, like... Look, to be honest, look, I'm not going to lie. In the past, I don't mind my painkillers. You know what? I don't mind the little buzz it gives me. Yeah, you know, I probably shouldn't admit it to it, but I have. But after my recent hospital experience and the amount of pain medication I was on, I hate pain medication because one, it doesn't make me feel great. Two, I didn't shit for six days.
1: You should put the vacuum on your <laughs> anus.
0: Oh, mate, they were were just, they were loading me up with like laxatives, like, you know, you know, stool softer, like, I know, is there a difference? Supposedly there is. Uh, Just all this stuff. And then after six days, it is the most painful shit I've ever had in my whole entire life. I was on there for 40 minutes.
1: Oh, my God. Well, you've obviously never had... um indian and with a hemorrhoid no no, but i did having a a windaloo and a hemorrhoid is a bad um i know the answer but yeah why don't you share with if you're comfortable share with the listeners the perspective of your partner and what all of this by not being uh especially around the information that was going back. yeah so that's that's
0: probably one of the
1: that is something i think sorry the reason i bring it up is i think it's another point to remember uh for people who are Think that, you know, going back to the vaccine about how much this uh, virus impacts everybody. So maybe you might not necessarily be dying of the virus, but say in a condition like yours, which had nothing to no. do with Corona, the trickle effects of Corona had so many things that made your entire experience that much harder. Like you said, the nurses are stretched thin and all of that, but the family in the end of it. And that's, no, no, that's kind of that, where I said a, if you're comfortable. Really
0: good so my family wasn't allowed to visit. At all. No one. So my partner over the two weeks, the kids couldn't see me. All we could do was video chat. That is what we were able to do. But then also, like I went in with a whole bunch of clothes, but I didn't have enough clothes. I didn't have enough boxer shorts. I didn't have enough. So, you know, like it was that thing where it's like we had to like do a run of care packages where Maya would have to logistically organize everything to then put stuff in to get someone to drop it at the door. And at the door, someone from the ward comes down, picks it up. Like it, it, it was... It was a logistical cost of fuck. And that's just with me in the hospital. Let's not even start about how taking one parent out of a home in the middle of a lockdown is already fucked. But then, you know, top mm. work, no school, homeschooling. It became... And then, you know, I'm trying not to worry about that. But at the same time, my partner Maya is not trying to worry about me. And then the exchange of information about well, what's going on, I don't know, trying to understand what the hell that I have had experience. Like, the communication in the middle of a lockdown for a hospital to no fault of their own was insanely bad. Like, like it was just so hard to get the right information at the right time. And then also I was there for two weeks. I got moved six times. And the reason why I got moved six times is because of COVID. And because every time there was like a scare or there was uh, someone coming in or they had to flip a ward or if someone was contagious and had, um, uh gastro which is a real big one so then they need a private room and then you move from your private room to a shared room and then that shared room someone else gets it so then they have to i I got moved so many times across the hospital and that's all because currently at the moment covid takes takes center stage and that's because because underneath me it was this weird moment underneath me three floors below was 35 patients in in the ward and a COVID ward with a handful of them in ICU and above me was an air vent and all I could think about was like, oh, that event isn't connected to level four because if it's connected to level four, then I'm just breathing in COVID. Now, of course, that...
1: Maybe, we go on, sorry, because I have a question for you, uh, for anyone out there who might have this answer as well. So my my parents' house, the neighbours have um, COVID, and the mum's like the aircon unit uh, is uh, like in her prayer room and stuff. Is uh, the the outside unit is uh, is on the other side of the yeah. room in like this little sort of very tiny little courtyard that you can't actually go into. It's just like a little yeah. small space. But that courtyard has an adjoining wall that isn't like they, it's open space. So like for example, the neighbours have like a hole like yeah. sorry i don't no, know no, no, there's a gap. So the wall is it's low like a partition. Enough, there's a gap there's a gap there's a partition but the partition isn't like closed you know, off or anything floor to ceiling no it's high it's a high wall but she did get worried going hang on if i put the aircon on it's going to suck the, the 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 ventilation from yeah, totally side of the house and so she was saying that to us kind of embarrassed because me and my brother love to sort of tease her about some of her uh eccentric you know theories and things like that uh, but I was like, no, I think you might be onto yeah. something
0: here, uh, yeah. full on. But also, people don't understand as well. Is currently at uh, the way things are, is it takes a village to raise a fa- raise a family, right? That it's a, okay. Yeah. Currently in lockdown, you can't access that village, so therefore yeah. life is even harder. And so therefore, we had to ask help. From a lot of our family friends who just said, look, no matter you know, if you can drop food off or can you uh, drop something off at Ben, like we had to really, and that was also really kind of, it's always hard to ask for help. But when you're really, as a family, really struggling, you know, asking for yeah. help. And again, this is, this is no fault of my own. I, I couldn't, I can't do anything about it as i got told i was extremely unlucky and then the flip side is i'm also very lucky is because i'm out of hospital and i didn't you know lose a limb or you know i might make a full recovery or the fact that i'm not in pain like all those things you got to flip it but then what was really interesting as well is like this whole time like how lucky i was to have a family to support me how lucky i was to be able to video call how lucky i was to ask friends to come over to my house to help my family because across from me 9 out of 10 times was an old person who didn't have a smartphone who didn't have a phone next to them sometimes who would just stare at the wall day in and day out just with their own thoughts going what a, what's going to happen to me like what's going to happen
1: Uh, I think we have a lot more to unpack, but I'm just trying to think. There's a whole other stuff. Can I I just also, before we do, do, just Um, a
0: shout out to all the listeners who contacted me. Uh, Like, I just really like, um, you know, and there's a thing we talk about as well. It's like you're asking me how I am, what I'm doing. A lot of them I couldn't respond to uh, because I was in hospital. I didn't feel up to it. But just know that I read them. that's and awesome. and I and I really appreciate it and, and your well wishes to both me and my family. We can't thank you enough, but it's uh it was nice. I even listened to a couple of old podcasts that we did in in the in the, in the first oh, lockdown, yeah. which was really really nice because uh it's amazing how far we've come dealing with what has been a very hard 18 months. You know, like we've done it more than anyone yes. else. Uh and you know a lot of people in Sydney are facing it for their 12th week in a row. But, you know, for all the little people, p- parents, you know, out there who are just like, when will this end? It will end.
1: Oh, so, so yeah, today, the day we're recording it is Thursday the 23rd, I think, right? And so congratulations, Ben. Congratulations me and all other Victorians. I believe we uh, officially <laughs> had more lockdowns than anyone else in the entire yep. world. Fucking yeah. hell. All right. Uh, the Sorry. thing I want to finish up on is uh, that's really lovely. I'm glad that Oh, so and you weird. know what's weird? Like
0: you forget that when you're in a hospital, time stops. So time stops. And you know, I hit a milestone while I was in hospital and it just flew past. Oh, yeah. Four years, no booze.
1: Uh, alcohol, right. You know, oh, And, my, and,
0: and at the time, you're just like, ah, it means fuck all. I'm trying to stay alive. <laughs> Do you know? Like, yeah, like, it's, yeah, like yeah, even though yeah, it's yeah. like the time warp. Like I go in there, two weeks later I come out. Like in that period I went through hell and back. But also it could have just been a time warp that I just stepped in there, felt like two weeks and I come out, as like, you know, you know, two seconds later. It's so weird. It's so fucking weird.
1: It's amazing. Um, I guess this is what I want to finish up on is there's two things I wanted and I'll let you pick which one you want. Just, you know, talk about one of these things. One is about the perspective that you had coming home and uh, how much, you know, the feelings you had about being able to be in your own home after being taken away for two weeks or talk about if you can... Um, if you're looking back in hindsight being 2020, like you said, it was very unlucky that happened to you, but also you're quite lucky that it didn't get as bad as it could have. So there's a real, um, you know, balance there. But hindsight been 2020, what are the things that you would have done differently if you got these cards dealt to you? What would you have packed more? Of? Would you pack more clothes? Um, What's,
0: I, I, hindsight is, is uh, it's a poison chalice because, you know, one, you don't want to go through this ever again. Uh, but at the second time, it's like you kind of need to prepare yourself if it does. And
1: Sure. And I guess my question can be framed as a selfish one because I want to know what, based on the experience you had, if I had to ever go through it again, uh, go through it, what lessons have you picked up that I could learn from?
0: The one less,
1: Or any of our the listeners. The one lesson you
0: know, is, is uh, how small you think your health issue is. It might just be bubbling to something that's absolutely massive. And so one thing I would say, and it sounds so corny, but it's so important, is to tell the people you love, tell them you love them. Because Mm -hmm. there literally could be a point where you won't be able to do that, which there was a point where I wasn't able to because in lockdown I didn't have my phone. I'm having surgery. And all I wanted to say to my family before I went under was I love you. And I couldn't. And I didn't have anyone there with me. And so that's the one thing that I've kind of taken away that also your problems, you know, they can be really big. But when you're actually facing, you know, severe changes to your body or even worse, death, then it puts things into perspective and that those problems become somewhat small. So the one thing I know that, you know, it has been so hard for young people, uh, and then the parents of young people. But that thing where it's like, you know, it's only been a couple of days, but I have a level of patience that I didn't know I had now. I I feel like it's opened up this sort of, you know, just, I I just have this patience with my kids. I just didn't have before and I'm recovering and stuff, but I know that if I had to go to hospital again, uh, which I might, you know, I've already been three times. It could be easily a fourth. um, I would ensure that I have my charger with me at all times. <laughs> um, I'd have my phone. I'd make sure I've got enough data because that's your connection with outside world. Also, like it seems really corny, but bring something from your house that you love. Like, you know, I brought my favorite tracksuit pants just to make me feel like I was at, nice. I was at home. Um, you know, the kids drew pictures. So I stuck them up next to my bed, just that kind of stuff where you can look at it every day. And also, walk and talk to people because there was a point where I mentioned to you where I started having lunch with the people in my room because they didn't have anyone to visit and they didn't have like me, but they didn't have anyone to call. So I remember just pulling up my table with, you know, Peter, Kay and Bridget. And, you know, they're all in their seventies, but then we'd sit down and have a chat. And I think that for me is, mm. yeah, I've walked out a different person walking out of this hospital. Like I know that much and not to sound all corny, but,
1: Go become corny, please. That's what we love here.
0: But it's just that thing where it's like, you know, like I, the things I get really frustrated about, I, I, just, I don't know how much more time I'm going to waste on that, because because wow. I just like in in the end it's like, you know, you're walking with your two legs and you're playing with your kids and you get to see your friends and you get to laugh like. You know, I'm in charge around it. I get very frustrated with my comedy career that I don't get given the opportunities that I want to do. And sure, pandemic doesn't help, um, but at the same time, I'm like, wh- you know, how's that energy? Spend that energy somewhere else. Spend that energy on, you know, building the cubby house that you thought you were going to do, or or, yeah. or spending the time on teaching my daughter how to swim better, even though pools are closed. But when they open again. I think for me, it just the perspective has changed a bit because I, I, again, I'm not I'm not in the clear yet. I'm far from it. But if I can get out of here and be a hundred percent again, and you know, because there was a period where I kept getting told I was unlucky over and over again, how unlucky I am, and sure that might be the case, but when unlucky, when does unlucky turn into a pattern? I kept saying that. I was like, yeah, I can't handle this. So then for. You know, what else can I do? And and that was the big thing. I've You know, we've spoken on the phone for people in the podcast is you also don't understand how mentally strong you are until you're faced with complete adversity. And I thought I was quite genuinely, you know, because I'm a very emotional person. Therefore, because I'm emotional, therefore I'm weak. Which, you know, I had thought that, but, you know, that's old mentality thinking. But to come out and do what I did and face what I did and make the decisions I did throughout the whole process on my own, I'm a lot stronger than I ever thought I was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, that's, that, that can be, that's been somewhat, you know, quite empowering. Like, you know, like, you know the, the idea that, you know, I was faced with that and, you know, I might need to face it again. But then, you know, part of me goes, you know, it will be okay. It will be okay. You've just got to get through it. And that sometimes that's the reward of getting through something really difficult, even though you don't really know what the end outcome is.
1: Mm. that's really powerful i can't tell you how much i love that and how much that uh i'm glad you shared that because it's something that's worth remembering as often as we can two things that you said about like you know work and stuff like you know they talk there's a saying that you know no one on their deathbed wishes they spent more time at the office Yeah, totally. you know that's 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 really true everyone regrets not spending enough time with family or whatever uh then there's also that other element of like um accepting that all of this too shall pass like yeah. you know your your health what you're able to do um you know um, uh, and how much um you need to vet like so you obviously it's horrific what you had to go through and it's awful but the fact that you're able to sit with the awfulness of that experience but then extract something so powerful from it and yeah. realize like the big ones being your mental resilience, but also your your appreciation for what really matters to you is I think, I, I always like to believe that it's a choice, but I think it, the choice you're making to extract something good from this means that it wasn't, you know, it, it's a shitty hand to be dealt. I'll never yeah. ever frame anything like that, but using poker terms, you've played that hand to the best of your abilities. Yeah. You don't know what the turn is. you played the hand. You don't know what the river is. You don't know what it is. Yeah, and it keeps going as well. You don't know what your next cards are going to be. It might be good. It might be shit. It might be shit for so many. Like, that's the sad thing. But what you can take forward with you, genuinely, for yourself to take forward, is knowing the objective evidence that you are, you've are you realized you're stronger mentally than you thought you were and giving yourself um, a validation and credit yeah. for that. Because I think we, people don't do that enough. People don't stop. And we're very quick to say to each other, to our friends, to our loved ones, but we don't spend enough time saying that to ourselves. Like, in fact, we do the opposite, the negative self-talk, you know, is it's like I always think about if we talk to a, if I talk to someone else the way I talk to myself, I wouldn't have any friends, you know what I mean? <laughs> But but uh, I always try to think of like if these these were dealt to someone I love, what would I say to them? You know what I mean? And then try to say those same things back to myself. And it's and it's funny because um, you
0: you go like if I look at it, I was like, yeah, this is shit. But and but then I would seriously flip and go, thank God, is not going through it. Thank God, Taylor's yeah. not going through it. Thank God, mine's yeah. not going through it. Thank God, it's me and not them. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. it's it again. Really gives you this um real sense of. Uh, a stronger purpose it's like you're doing an audit on your life in those moments you're forced to take stock yeah and it's
0: also that there was a period where i wanted to do work in the hospital so what are you doing Mm. so what you just just all you got to do is rest and recuperate that is all you got to do that's your main aim get back to where you are get back to where you want to be
1: amazing in the interest of uh you know what you everything you've said you know about the importance of telling loved ones that you love them i will say wholeheartedly i love you and i'm so happy to hear that you're uh, on the mend i'm really sad to hear the stuff that you had to go through but i'm really proud of how you've handled it and how it has proved you that you can handle more in the future if you need to and so that's that's And i
0: love you too um because it's the, the band the, <laughs> no, no what I would do I mean, to see you in those without classes thought a great song what I would do to see you in those classes it uh, amazing but again it, it's just important yeah, there they are Jesus Christ <laughs> it really does does make you look like a dodgy billionaire uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what my product son is um, I always have to mention but again, the again
0: yes uh, thank you to all the listeners uh, thank you to you uh, and look again uh, hopefully I'm on the right track again I'm also very dubious to say I've fully recovered because I don't know I'm having a lot of tests yep but the yep, moment now, that's... I'm out, and the fact that I'm out yep. is a huge win. Like you know, like you know, it, like you know, like just every day, I'm genuinely grateful that I'm sleeping in my own bed rather than I'm in Ward Seven East, Bed Thirty Two. Yeah,
1: you got to be there for your son's feet exactly. birthday. Exactly. So that was uh, that was the. goal. You know, how was the cocoa Pops? Just to finish. That? It was
0: amazing. Uh, uh, it was, uh, absolutely <laughs> delicious. All right, great tradition. Great tradition. Um, hey, <laughs> I love that. We've got to go. All
1: right. Uh, thank you uh everyone uh for uh pardon the upon your patience yes. uh with uh, with us not being able to release stuff i know you understand we've got a lovely listenership uh and uh an unentitled listenership that i yeah. really appreciate so yes uh we'll tr- um you know um we've got we've already got next week's episode ready yes. to go as well so it's a banger should we yes say yes, it yes, is? Yes, yes, it is. yes it's uh uh how do we put it it I was going to say, it's one of the hairy guys of Auntie Donna. <laughs> uh, massive football fan. <laughs> Which one could it be? Which one could it be? No, it's, uh, we got yeah. Broden Kelly uh, from Auntie Donna that's uh, coming up. It was a cracking episode. So stay and tuned. And then uh, for that Patreon one. next uh, week. Yes, yes, yes. You know, Patreon, of course. Thank you again for everyone. Man, it's a huge support,
0: us. it allows us to keep the lights on and keep going.
1: Uh, all right, Benny, uh, and for us, you know Ben Long's comic, your Instagram, um, you know, a m- uh, couple of plugs and stuff as per usual. Com- you know, Master Chef's going to be out soon. I'll start talking about that a lot more yes. as we come. Uh, uh, but otherwise, uh, stay safe, everybody. This is uh, uh, this is one of my favorite chats I've had with you, and I'm glad that other people have got to uh, listen. To I think well. so too. Me too.
0: And also, go get the jab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, take care, everyone. Bye. Love you all.